Hi, welcome to another episode of 52 in 52. I'm Anthony. And I'm Josh. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about The Edge of 17. What's going on, Josh? You excited to talk about this movie, man? I am. I'm, uh, it's, uh, we're on a pretty good run, I'd say. Um, well, I mean, we were mixed on Arrival, but like, I, mean, I think that just like... The, the well, quality of filmmaking has gone up in the last month or so. Yeah, yeah, I'm more excited, and I mean, actually, I saw, um, this weekend, I saw a couple that weren't, like, great, but I mean, I think it's just, like, I I haven't left the theaters, like, thoroughly dejected at all in the last few weeks, so that's nice. Um, Did you see Bleed for this and Nocturnal Animals? Yes, and, uh, so, are you planning on seeing either of those? Yeah, I'm gonna see, yeah, I think I'm gonna see both. I actually saw, um, unfortunately saw Fantastic Beasts yesterday, and it was trash. What? 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 Yeah, what? That's, a, that's a long story. We can talk off pod, but I watched it and I didn't like it. Um, um, okay, not surprised. I'm probably still <laughs> going to see it, but I'm just I am utterly shocked that you went. Uh, long yeah. story. Long story. Anyway, okay. so save it, save it later. But yeah, no, no, no. Um, I, I've 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 already seen the Edge of Seventeen twice, which should tell you how I feel about it and that I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, and one of them was free, which was cool. I would, I definitely would have gone to the. So the screeners that we got um, passes for, I just uh, I don't know they they sold out in DC, so I didn't get a chance to go. But I saw it, which uh, is weird to me, yeah. like that they got. That, I mean, because there are multiple DC showings I saw, and apparently it did not do well at the box office this weekend. So yeah, it only did it, like uh, four point eight or something. Yeah. Or something. And nine million dollar budget, so it won't it won't lose money ultimately, I guess. But it's weird that like it seems like the early word of mouth from the critics was so good, and then they did these screenings all over the country, which mine wasn't totally sold out, but it was. In a area that was like Palm Beach Gardens, which you mean West Palm Beach, Florida, Palm Beach County, it's a lot of old people and uh, not a lot of college and high school kids for to would be making it to a screening in like this suburb on a Thursday night. So I'm lucky for myself it was there, but like not exactly the best point to do it at. But like it sold out in a big city in D.C. and just didn't do well despite really good critical reception. So Yeah, well, those passes I, were free to be fair. And, you know, we attended a, a couple in Gainesville with like you know, we we saw a couple of free movies and it was packed no matter what the movie was, even if it was good or bad. Like Hardcore Henry was sold out and Eddie the Eagle and stuff like that. So, um, Pride, Prejudice and Zombies. Pride, yeah, dude, that movie's great. Um, <laughs> but yes, I, I saw it on Friday when it first came out at like 7 o'clock um, in Arlington, Virginia, which is a pretty busy place. And I think there were six of us in the theater, so... Um, yeah, I, I saw I saw it for the second time last Thursday night, and it was about the same, but it was a Thursday night, so that's that's a little discouraging. Arlington's a pretty happening place with a young population for it to ha- younger population than where I live right now, and definitely. for it to not only have that many people on Friday night is pretty discouraging. Yeah, so back to the movie, it's basically a coming of age movie starring Haley Steinfeld, um, Woody Harrelson, Kira Sedwick in her greatest role since TNT commercials mid NBA games. Um, <laughs> Blake Jenner, and then I think a newcomer, Haley Haley Lou Richardson. I haven't seen him in anything else. I didn't actually look she at was, his IMDb though. She was in the movie called. Uh, or, oh, Her you're hers. saying the, the newcomer? Oh, she's a newcomer. Or the are they talking about the Asian guy? Yeah, yeah. Why is it? She's, yeah. No, I thought you were saying she was a newcomer. No, oh, no, 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 no. The what's yeah, yeah, yeah. She's been a couple things. New Richardson. No, that's that's the girl that oh, plays her. Why is yeah. that? Oh, that kid's not on. Uh, that kid's not on Rotten Tomatoes. That's oh, <laughs> um, I, we'll, we'll, we'll get his name in a minute, but I, um, but yeah, so yeah, he was kind of like his first thing though. Yeah. Um, so I don't know where to begin. I mean, it's 
like I said, it's a coming of age movie. Hayden Hayden Zetso was the guy that played Irwin. S Z E T O. Okay. Um, and right. he, I mean, it was like his first movie that any you would have any reason to see, been like short films and stuff. But yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I don't. I mean, I don't know where to start. Like, it's. it's weird because every review and every it seems critical reception and an audience review has been super positive like you said and i don't know nobody's really seeing it and i I don't know i thought Haley steinfeld might be a bigger star that could carry something but i don't know well no no i mean we 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 love her and we go back with her and we're fans but like to be fair like pitch perfect two made a lot of money and she was in that but like before that she hasn't really done anything that like a ton of people have seen since like her first ever no role question but she was kind well, of like the new her, star her in pitch perfect two right sort of yeah like and then like the she's actually like and like i bemoaned the fact that she was doing like all this music stuff which is keeping her from acting because i think she's a really good actor and uh but like she's had some level of success with her music and a couple of her singles have like been up on the charts and like i guess she has a large social media following so all that stuff combined with the good critical word of mouth i mean you would have thought people were seeing it because like it's a real, it's a good movie i mean and um, but it, it, they, they chose, I mean, not to dwell too much on the financials and everything, but like, this is like a really big weekend for releases. Like, you know, this is the kind of movie that you think would almost be like a better summer movie, you know for what sure, I mean? Yeah. Which would have been, or even August been nice. or February movie. Yeah. Which I mean like, cause it's like, yeah, it's really good. And like in some perfect world, I'd be happy with her to get an Oscar nomination, but this isn't the kind of movie that gets Oscar nominations. And this is the time of year where like, if you're releasing a movie, it's either needs to be like a big blockbuster, like Rogue One or like what Passengers is hopefully going to be, or it needs to be like a prestigious Oscar thing. And I mean, I really like, we, we like movies of this genre if they're done well, but this is just like a weird time to release it up against like something like a fantastic beast, which is going to be like a massive, um, like a, just a massive thing. It's a Harry Potter or, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what they're bleed for this, um, bleed for this. Actually, my, yeah. my crowd was pretty big yesterday. I don't, I, I don't, I don't think it made a ton of money, but like, it's just another thing that it's just another thing that had been gotten a lot of publicity and was maybe a little bit more in the genre of something that would be have a November release. So yeah. And miles is a bigger star than she is at this point. Yeah. So, um, a, a lot of factors went into that, but, um, we, we, we've talked around it a lot, so I'll just get it jump into it and say that like, I, I really like this movie and it's, uh, probably one of my favorite movies of the year. And I think you're going to see if, if you're looking at like the critical consensus, you're going to see a lot of people saying like one of the best high school films in ages. But when you think about it, like how many high school films or films about college students like actually get made anymore? Um, yeah, there, there, there aren't, a, there aren't a ton, um, when you think about it. Um, so I mean, maybe it's just cause it's hard to do. I don't know. Um, I'm like, I'm, I'm having trouble thinking about, we've, we've watched stuff the last couple of years about, about high school and college age kids, but like not a ton that like are set in that, use that as the setting for like such a bulk of the movie and yeah. the social dynamics that come with that. There aren't a ton that are about the social underpinnings of going to high school. Yeah, you know? I mean, the two that I can think... Well, the, the interesting thing is she was in Barely Lethal, which is basically like a, what, like a VOD movie? I don't even know if A criminally underseen movie. Criminally, and it has a 22 on Rotten, which is just woefully underscored. It's fantastic. Um, is, that, is, that, is, that, is that from this year at this point? Uh, no, I think God, it was 2015, man. I think I saw it last okay, summer. It was last year. Okay, okay. Yeah, Forgot, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But I mean, right. that's it's a just, big. That's a big cast. What is it, Samuel L. Sophie Turner, Sophie Jessica Turner, Alba? Jessica Alba. Yeah. And then um, Thomas Mann and Rob Hubble um, were the father and son. Um, so yeah, it was a. It was a. It was. I don't know. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, you would have thought it would could have like it was fun. I mean, 
If, but like, I mean, if a movie like Edge of Seventeen that I mean has a lot of things that people enjoy watching, and t- like, t- I think stuff like that's a little more. I guess stuff of this ilk is more common on TV these days, and people like that kind of stuff. And so, if like something that's like very, very, very well respected as filmmaking, like can't do well, like I get why maybe they didn't put Barely Lethal out. Um, I think Barely Lethal is also A24. We had that long A24 conversation yeah. when we when we talked about um, Moonlight and all those really, really highly respected films. But it's nice that they, they, they at least they saw the value like us in Barely Lethal. Um, but yeah, like she, she was good in that. Like she made it like... She, she made it fun. Like, she, she made it fun. So did Sophie Turner like playing like just like the like the evil person. She was... I, I enjoyed that too. And um, wasn't the mom was was the mom Claire from Dexter too? Wasn't she in that or maybe Dexter, not? But she was she, she, the, the mom, mom was the, barely lethal was was good too. Yeah, which so, is an important part of casting, I think, in these kind of movies, right? But uh, it's interesting because uh, I, when Regal was promoting this movie, they compared it to Clueless, Mean Girls, and Juno, and I I. I I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm probably I'm that. probably the the podcast resident expert on on like chick flick high school movies. Maybe I think I've probably seen a little bit more than you, than you. But you I mean maybe you have, but I've I've seen all of those. But I agreed. With, you you sent a tweet out about that that I agreed with. I just like that was like a dumb comparison. Like yeah, they clearly did. They I clearly think, didn't. They clearly like just knew what those movies were without having whoever wrote that tagline. Like just either is is not that smart or just hadn't watched all those movies recently. Because I think this is pretty distinctly different from those. Yeah, and I think this is so two movies last year that came out that were sort of coming of age high school movies were me or on the dying girl which i don't think really is a comparison to this at all and the duff which i think is actually a pretty good comparison to this um did you see that last year josh no i didn't you know which movie it is though yeah it has may whitman who i really like i just never got around to seeing it yeah it's actually it's 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 a pretty good movie um it's, it's just like solid i wouldn't you know, I don't really want to watch it again, but it's it's definitely fun to watch one time. But this is almost like that movie on steroids and just way more edgy and fun than The Duff. But I think that's a really good comparison, and it's interesting well, because well, we've been talking around it without specifically saying what this is about. And I I know what Duff stands for, but I don't know really quite what that movie's about. So do you want to? I know I usually do the plot breakdowns, but if you want to kind of say where you're coming from when you when you explain that. What like this compared to the Duff? Yeah, yeah. What this is about and where 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 its similarities are to that for our listeners that um, might well, be more. Yeah, it's just like um, May Whitman just plays like this like uh, oversized high school girl who basically just gets treated like shit and sort of becomes like a social outcast and and um, she gets this. Uh, I think someone like takes a video of her and so it's kind of like social media e and like oh this is all over. Uh, youtube now and now she gets made fun of in high school etc and she likes the um she likes a kid who's like a ex-criminal kind of dude who's like uh, i don't know it's kind of similar where she's like that's, that's this random dude who's out of actually he's not a criminal dude he's just like a dude yeah. who's i think he's like a popular football kid or something and i don't mm-hmm. know it but it's like someone where the, the clear dynamic is that they're not supposed to date or whatever you know what i mean um, which is similar in this movie, which is similar in a lot of high school coming of age movies. So, but I, I don't know. I think it's a. I think those two movies are much more similar than than anything Regal or whoever else co- compared to. Right, because Mean Girls is like a farce, um, and, 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 and like I like Mean Girls, but it's just like it's trying to do something totally different. It's trying yeah. to like make fun of those make fun of those types of movies rather than just be like a more grounded uh, story about what it would be like to be in a high school like that. And Juno is just a. Uh, well, it's hard I mean, to compare like, I, I, like to like classics. You know what I mean? Clueless is probably what I think the greatest rom com movie ever, and 
I, I, like you can't really compare Juno and Mean Girls and Clueless to like a new movie that comes out right away, in my opinion. But yeah, I mean, I think that's um, probably unfair to anything that comes after it. And then uh, there's obviously a few different '80s movies that have gotten thrown around compared to this one. But I think one of the things I liked about this one that maybe some classic movies uh, fall prey to a little bit is that like I just roll my eyes a lot whenever I think whenever. Um, whenever there's like a, a really attractive girl with a, not a terrible personality that is just like, Oh my God, I'm so lonely. No one likes me. Yeah. I'm like, I don't really find that something that is really realistic at all often. And I was worried that maybe that would be something cause I, I, I not that dwell on trailers, like trailers, like we always do, but I seriously just like for this one more so than almost any of the other movies I keep saying we've avoided trailers for, I avoided the trailer for this one. Cause the first time it dropped, it was like four minutes. Like, I don't know why they cut a four minute yeah, trailer. I, don't think I watched the trailer because you watched it and told me not to. No, no, I, 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 I started the first like 10 seconds of it. And it's like the beginning of this, like, it's just the beginning of the movie where she walks into Woody's, um, Woody's room. Yeah. And I'm like, and then I see it's four minutes. I was like, holy shit, it's going to be the whole movie. And I, I watched it after I saw the movie and it definitely was. And I was just like, whatever, like the early word on this thing's good. I don't need to watch a trailer. I'm going to go see it. And I'm, and I, and I'm like really glad I didn't, but even though like, just seeing what I had, the couple of small clips I had seen, I was they showed stuff about how she was not going to be the popular girl, and I was like, Haley Steinfeld's a pretty girl, and she, like, is it really going to, is it just going to make me roll my eyes at that? But I thought it did such a good job of establishing Nadine, who's the main character of this movie, where it is very similar to what Anthony described as in The Duff. It's just a girl that kind of is a little bit of an outcast and trying to fit in and f- figure out her way with boys and has some personal stuff going on when um, her best friend and brother end up together. And she feels very isolated, and that's kind of what this movie is. And it's like, can you really buy – especially a character like this, which is I think is what the movie is so impressive, is that she is a very interesting person with a very quick wit and says funny stuff and is pretty. And it's like, do you really buy this girl to have no friends? And I think I actually did, which I think was pretty impressive. I mean they, they, they threw a lot of exposition in there about earlier in her life. But I feel like I did kind of buy it, and I bought that it would have that kind of effect on her. Everything would have that kind of effect on her and make her act that way throughout the movie. Yeah, I think that they did a good job at the beginning, right? Because her, like she, her dad isn't around, right? So I think that while they didn't necessarily spend so much time on that, I think they spent enough time sort of showing us how that sort of made her uh, isolate herself from friends or other emotions, et cetera. Because uh, mm-hmm. she was already struggling with that as a little girl. And then I think that they did a really nice job with Blake Jenner's character and sort of like comparing, contrasting the two without making him like super jock asshole kid, which they could have gone even more over the top. And they, they sort of did, but I thought it was pretty grounded um, well, I, I, I like liked writing with- about him. Um, well, yeah, because they, they make you think he's going to be the douche, but I really like how over the course of the movie – like you come to see that like yeah, he he's not, but it, it, but it doesn't feel like they took shortcuts to get him to that point. It's just like you become so much more entrenched in her point of view, and but then you're spending so much time with her that you realize like actually like she's kind of unlikable. But what's so impressive about her performance is that like you don't like you still root for her even though she's unlikable. But, but like you're spending that time with her and you're seeing the way that she's putting everyone else in a box and viewing other people, and that makes you see him in a different light. Yeah, no question. And Blake Jenner was really good, and this is the second movie that we've seen him in now um, recently, and and he pulls it off. And it's interesting that both of them in their last movies played like college-age kids and, and college parties, et cetera, and Pitch Perfect 2 and in um, – What's that other? What's the well, yeah. Link Ladder uh, movie called? Everybody wants some. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, and and so. now they both go back to high school. 
um, and they're playing it. And I was worried that I wouldn't buy it, but they actually did a pretty good job with, I don't know if it was makeup or costume or whatever, but because the last movie I saw her in before that was Barely Lethal, which she plays high school, and then Begin Again, which she plays like 14, I think, too. So uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Her. I thought I, I bought it all around, and, and I think the writing yeah. was pretty strong. Yeah, and he well, he's also like uh, twenty four, and she's um, she eighteen, like and and then yeah. she, she's nineteen. She's nineteen, and then in the um, it, when I I went to one of the screenings put on by the studio, and when we left, like they were they actually more so than whenever we went to those screenings when we were in school in Gainesville, they're like the people from the studio are like asking for comments and stuff, and someone in front of me asked like, were they supposed to be twins? And the woman said yes, and I thought he was like a senior and she was a junior when I was watching the movie. But they're actually supposed to be twins, which I mean, in retrospect, it doesn't bother me, even though they don't look like that similar. But like, like you said, what's important is that you bought that they were siblings, despite the fact that they had played older and there was an age difference so that shows that they had pretty good chemistry. Um, which yeah, and which is obviously a very key to the movie because that's even while the early part of the movie focuses on her and her friend, like the heavy stuff down the road is more on her and her brother and what their relationship has been for their family. And further, a lot of it is on Woody Harrelson too, who steps into a pretty, he's so good. Yeah, he was really good. I was a little bit surprised, um, but he played it, he played it perfectly, honestly. And they gave him just enough like sass, but also like authority to, to sort of hold his position in the movie. And what's cool about that was that, like, when you think about it, those are probably the most unrealistic scenes in the movie. Was like everything no was him. Yeah, no and question. The, but the fact that, like, because like, who actually does that in high school? Like, I thought, like, I thought for the most part it was a pretty good depiction of high school. But like, that doesn't happen. Like, t- students don't talk to their teachers like that. They don't walk in there and just like hang out with them like that, like that. Well, and I was I was thinking or, about that. I don't want to cut you off, but I was thinking about that, and the, and I think it's interesting because like we've been out of high school for eight years now, yeah. and I. I don't know. I, like I know girls that I went to high school with that are teachers now, right? And I could see them connecting with like a seventeen-year-old, right? Who who they probably relate to more than they did to their teachers when they were in high school. So not to this extent, especially since he's a lot older. Well, yeah, he's fifty-five and a seventeen-year-old girl. But but I don't know. I mean, I think teachers in high school now probably are a little bit more attached or friendly or whatever with their students now, right? I mean. I don't know. I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe like social media has made that happen because it's not like inappropriate for you to be Facebook friends with the teacher. I mean, even like, maybe like you wouldn't be going over to their houses um, yeah, that or anything like that. But, but I mean, like I even, just even the way she like talked to him to a certain point was definitely didn't feel like that would be a realistic thing. But the scenes were so like well-performed and written in a funny way that I, I, I didn't really care, even though I could at the same time recognize like probably not that realistic. Uh so yeah, but like like he like with a different actor that isn't as good as him, like he wasn't saying like a t- like yeah, it was funny, but it was more in his delivery that really made it work a lot, you know, which is yeah. really which I think really helped. And like I mean, she she cracked me up in that first scene where like she made the face about like being hit by a car or something like that, like hit mean, by a truck or whatever, just, yeah. hit by a truck. It's like we're just like a kid saying, "I'm gonna kill myself and get hit by a truck." Like if you're telling me that's what a high school kid is gonna be saying, a high school girl is gonna be saying in the beginning of the movie, I'm gonna be like, "Oh, this is over dramatic and just cliche and not funny." But like the way she did it and then the way he reacted, like really like just made me work. I mean, and that's like the first scene of the movie so it's like it's something that's that unrealistic and ridiculous but i'm still enjoying myself then that, that kind of gave me a good feeling for going forward yeah and the movie does a really good job about not being cliche but 
it's interesting because you sort of want some of the cliche moments and you get some of them, but they, they sort of take it to at least a funnier or weirder or just sort of 2016 place for, for all, all the scenes, which I, I think it really paid off. And I mean, uh, this is, what do you, what, what do you, what do you, well, what do you mean by a 2016 place? Uh, well, is there an example you can give that wouldn't be like spoilery? Cause we're not, we've done a good job of not going into that territory so far. Um, like we're giving not giving away a plot point. Uh, probably like the Woody Harrelson giving her his cell phone number, telling her to skip class, something like that. Yeah. So the one thing I did like about that though, and I read a little bit about this in a couple of different places, is like, yeah, I mean they they do 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 some 2016 thing things with some certain Facebook messages that are sent and stuff like that. But for the like, I like that it wasn't them like kids staring at their phone the whole time. Like nerve. Which I mean, w- w- well, <laughs> but I mean, like the whole point of that was like a phone game. But I mean, yeah, like there yeah. are like kids these days, like uh, like a w- the way adults see kids these days, which is a fair view to a certain extent, is that they're always on their phones. And like part of the reason I think a lot of like TV shows these days are set in the past is because there's you want to have a reason to put people in a room together because everything can be done over a phone. Sure. But like it didn't feel like these were kids where their noses were just like texting the whole time. Yet like I mean they did have a reason to like actually hang out. I mean there are times where she just calls people. They, they do call each other sometimes where you think the kids would otherwise just text, which is fine. But I mean like there could have been like a lot more of that them trying to like get way too into social media and use like buzzwords and stuff and it just would have sounded like really lame and they didn't try too hard with that i thought yeah no i agree and i i, I don't know i thought maybe the phone calls were like a quirky part of her character too you know what i mean like but it you wasn't said, but it, like yeah you, but it wasn't like sorry go ahead no no it was just like you said people would normally text and i agree i don't really like talking on the phone but maybe someone that just like some people just don't like texting you know and they'll just call you instead and just have the have the 30 second conversation, hang up the phone. I think part like one thing about, I mean, I like Juno, but like they got a little overly quirky with some of the dialogue and the phone and like the, and the hamburger phone or whatever. And, (laughs) um, which I mean was fine. It was memorable. But like, I mean, I thought like, even if, yeah, maybe kids might text a little more here, like those phone calls were funny. And like the, 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 the Asian actor who, uh, um, his name, I'll call him Irwin, even though like, yeah, we know his name's Hayden. He's Erwin, like that. Actually, since since I pulled his profile up earlier, you know, he's thirty. He's thirty one years old. No fucking so, way. Dude. Yeah, it says, it says his birthday is September eleventh, nineteen eighty five. No chance, so, bro. Uh, he, so yeah, I mean, like I bought that kid as a high school student, which I mean, if he's actually thirty one and IMDb is not lying to me, like that shows how good he is. Because I mean, he really, uh, like this, his reactions when he was on the phone with her were really funny. Oh, dude, he um, was so they, unreal. So they, so, he brought so yeah, much so life they, to that movie. So yeah, they made the most of that, even if it's like, yeah, maybe kids don't talk on the phone, like they, or that scene with that teacher and that uh, student isn't that realistic. Like they, there's the 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 character, the actors brought so much to those roles and so much enthusiasm that like it didn't matter because you just had so much fun watching them. And yeah. I mean, like it was, it was funny just every time he got tongue tied. I mean, like, oh my god, it, it, it didn't get old. Like especially, I mean, I'm not gonna give anything away, but there's a scene towards the end where it's like maybe at this point it would have gotten old, and I, and I still just laughed. I mean, no, I was dying, man. I was dying <laughs> because it's like it was so, it was so typical at this, but at the same time it was done so like I don't want to say unique, but it was done with uh, in comment in like with comedy, and you can't help but laugh because. It's just like perfectly executed, perfectly acted, perfectly written. You can, actually, you know what? You can't even write that. It's, they probably just filmed that, and he was just making weird sounds on the phone. Yeah, you can, yeah, yeah. It's not really part of his script. It's like, how can you? You just got to act awkward for, and speechless for ten seconds, and there's only so much the writer can do beyond there, and the actor has to do the rest of the work. 
Um, and he did a really good job of that. Uh, and I, I think we talked a lot about the stuff that we thought was like really funny, but they had some really dramatic stuff in here too. And I think we'll get a little bit later to a couple of reservations that I think you might've had with the movie that I don't share. But one thing that like, while I like, there's literally only like six negative reviews of the movie on Rotten Tomatoes, but like, a, and I, this might've been something I read in a positive review. I can't remember, but maybe like a couple of places said like in the blurbs that I saw offhand, like maybe it should have stayed light and not gotten dark. And I thought like it handled the stuff pretty well that was serious and i have some thoughts on that but i'm wondering do you think like we do talk a lot about movies that get like a tonal whiplash and they don't really know how to go from one scene to another and play happy and sad like do you think this movie did a really good job of like getting to those darker points they brought nadine to yeah definitely because i but i think the thing is i don't think they really took it that dark honestly per uh, but i think when they did i don't know i they're like there are movies like say like the way way back I think that gets even like, – that's like darker to me than this movie. But they both uh, operate in a way that, like you said, it doesn't – you don't get whiplash. It's very on point and per, like executed well to the point where it makes sense uh, yeah. for it to go be happy, funny, energetic, a little bit depressing, etc. Um, and I think that sort of goes with just how like a 17-year-old would feel, right? So – well, there's that, and I also agree. Like part of what I was talking earlier about, like always rolling my eyes when the when the when the pretty girl is isolate, pretty girl with a good personality, like has no friends or whatever. And I think it needed to go go to those, like you said, maybe not the darkest thing in the world, but they did for how funny it was. It still managed to get to some serious places in a convincing way. And I think it needed to go there for me to buy her as a character because, I mean, like I like I, I think that like the performance is obviously really good throughout, but like for her to actually be that person that doesn't have those friends, like she has to have some serious issues. And it's not a complete movie if those serious issues are not worked out. And like, I I bought that she wouldn't be someone that really had a lot of friends because she had all these um these one with like only having one friend. And if you lose that one friend, like shit is obviously going to go south for you. And obviously had these feelings about her brother for a really long time that she needs to get hashed out. It's like for all the all all those things that she needs to get worked out are issues that really prevented her from having other connections with people. So like credit to them for having like a damaged character that can manage to be that funny but also like go to some dark places. Yeah, and I didn't really love Kira Sedwick in the movie, but she had some pretty good like parent moments in terms of like, hey, like she's talking to Blake Jenner and she's like, Hey, like you don't need to make the house of war zone, you know? And she sort of like tries to downplay like how serious it is for the kids, which is a super parent thing to do. Uh, like, you know, Oh, you're 17. You don't have real feelings. It doesn't matter. Blah, blah, blah. But I think that they did a good job sort of uh, letting her like evolve into like understanding where they're coming from at the end. Well, yeah, well, um, well, definitely. And I mean, I thought that the scene, there's a scene with her on her phone. Um, I won't really yeah, say what happens, yeah. but like, I thought I, 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 I kind of imagined like my mom in that moment. Cause my mom, <laughs> like, I mean, like, I mean, she's having to deal with like me, like moving away now. And I think she it's hard on her. Cause like, I'm not going to be home for Thanksgiving. And like, she's always telling me like how much she misses me. And I think like, like, is this some, I, she doesn't want to be overbearing and like overly protective or like, like, a, like hovering a lot, but like, I can imagine her like struggling to send me a text message and not knowing exactly like right, what the right note to hit was. So, I mean, I, I appreciated some of the stuff they did with that with her. Like, you know, they still have some a ways to go in the relationship because after, they never see each other the rest of her mo- the movie after that scene in her office. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, stuff happens between them, but it's like, you just because of that fact, you know, like they're not all the way there yet, but you can tell that they've like learned some stuff about themselves by the end. 
Yeah, I thought the texting scene was really small, but a really good detail. And, uh, you know, as long as you're watching the movie and you pay attention, you there isn't anything even said, but you sort of feel like progress being made and like a little tension relief, which is which is super cool uh, for a movie to accomplish. And just, you know, you're reading text messages on a screen. So I applaud them for that. Yeah, well, and um, yeah, so I think that but there's also um, you, you did mention earlier today how you like there was some stuff about parenting that maybe you didn't think was the best what most well executed stuff of the movie and i i didn't really understand like we were texting briefly about it and i'm like let's just wait till we actually talk about it so was there something that you thought they could have done a little better with kira sedwick or did you just mean you didn't like her performance um or didn't uh, love her performance like you like the others yeah i don't know i i think she was just sort of she was just sort of present I, i'm not really sure i've ever seen her act before honestly because i just seen her in the tnt commercials you never have you seen a she she I think she was in Born on the Fourth of July. Um, yeah, it's old though, like nothing. Yeah, no, no, yeah, she, yeah. She's done like uh, I think that's the same way. Like I think I think it's actually the same thing. I don't know if I've seen her in anything, but like the closer commercials when I'm watching basketball. Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. Uh, oh, she was on Brooklyn. You don't watch Brooklyn Nine Nine. She was actually pretty funny on Brooklyn Nine Nine. I mean, yeah. not not asked to do the same stuff here, but like, she was really good on that in the, in the last couple of years. And I think like literally the only other thing I've seen her in was Born on the Fourth of July, which came out in like 1989. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I was, thought it was kind of weird could, that she was there like her... another like 50 something year old actress you thought would have liked you like would have liked to have seen in that role. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I'm just sort of thinking of of. Um, like the lady who's in the way, way back was really, really good. Um, even, uh, even like, uh, Julianne Moore in crazy, stupid love. I don't know. I just, I don't know. May, I think it might've just been written maybe a little, maybe a little underwritten compared to the other roles, but everyone else was so good that maybe it's just hard relative to each other to, for her to have like, cause she's sort of like the unlikable one at the same time. Right. Cause you, you're rooting for the, you're rooting for the the high school kids typically when you're watching these kind of movies. So I don't know, but she like let them, she like let, uh, them sleep over in the dude's room on the school night. I don't know. Stuff like that is just kind of weird, but well, I mean, I took that as she was so absorbed in her own shit that she wasn't really she like totally noticed. paying attention to that. Cause I mean, she's all about going on online dates and going on weekend trips with yeah. her online dates and stuff like that. Like, I mean, when, whenever something's like seriously going wrong, like what was going on, like some of the stuff that like Nadine was being overly dramatic about, like it makes sense. She might like perk up and like actually try and parent at that point. <laughs> but like, it seemed like she was a, a little bit self-absorbed her own right. So I wasn't like surprised when she wasn't running the tightest ship and didn't really know how to like control her kid. Um, it, it seemed like it was kind of implied that she had, uh, not exactly been the most present person, especially with regards to Nadine. Like she says that at the beginning of the movie, it's like she always cared a lot more about what was going on with my brother. So you can imagine, well, actually I was watching it thinking she was the younger kid. I guess maybe they're supposed to be the same age, but I was thinking about it like the older, like I, I same thing happened with me and my brother growing up. Like my parents paid a lot more attention to me and gave me a harder time, even <laughs> though like I always, I always have my shit together better than my brother. It's just, it's just sometimes like the younger kid can get away with shit, but I guess he was just a favorite, not the older kid. Um, well, I think the movie you, intentionally sort of paints it that way, though. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's, they like just can't live up to the um, all the success of my older brother or whatever, and yep. he just takes a lot of attention. So she therefore can kind of get away with some stuff and not have to be like under as watchful of an eye. But like once you start like going ape shit because your brother is dating your friend, then like your mom might have to actually like step in and be like 
stop being a crazy person. Yeah. Um, what did what did you think of the girl that played her friend? Um, she was fine. Nothing special. I, I, she didn't really get a lot to do. She ended up sort of being just side girlfriend one. Yeah. Did you wonder why? Like, I mean, like she gets mad at her because like she's gonna start hanging out with like the more popular kids now that she's dating her brother. Did you like wonder why she did not have more than one friend until then? Like, I was like, I get why, like, Nadine has some problems. I mean, it didn't, it wasn't something that was, like, bothering me, but it was, like, something I was curious about. It's, like, well, maybe she just felt the need to, like, she needed to protect her friend and, that like, spend a lot of her time doing that. And that's why she wasn't going out and making a lot of friends of her own until she started dating the brother. To me, it seemed like she was just kind of the girl who kind of got along with everybody. But she was, like, best friends with Nadine. So then, but then when she went out to the party, she was able to just get along with anybody while Nadine was like, oh, this is sort of, like, betrayal why are you even talking to anybody else? You're my friend, not their friend kind of thing. That's how I took it. Yeah. So what was, so what was your problem with the party scene? It was boring and there's no like life to it because I don't know. I feel like it, the party should have either been something smaller and like more emotional to the point where, I don't know, maybe she stays there longer and she has to like watch her brother and her friend or, the guy she really is into is there and Irwin's also there and there's sort of like a toggling between him paying attention to her and then her not paying attention to Irwin because she's focused on the, the criminal dude or something. I don't know. I, I, I just – I sort of agree with the ringer piece about that. I, I just thought the party was kind of lame and then they just well, had the, her mom come pick well, her I, up. Well, I, I, I like what you su- – I like what you just suggested. The ringer piece was like it needed to be crazier and have stuff breaking, which I don't necessarily well, agree with that. that's just a very like nostalgic the, point of view, but I understand it at the same time. But, but I mean like I didn't need to be that crazy. I like what you just said because like – I mean I was thinking about how like a lot of time – this might shock you, but I wasn't like one of the kids that was out partying a lot in what? high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, that wasn't me, so I'm not one to like really – I get. I mean I went to like some parties at the end of high school, but I definitely wasn't like – a party kid um so like i can't really say what the most accurate thing is but i do feel like i roll my eyes a lot when i'm watching like depictions in pop culture and it seems like yeah that's just ridiculous like i didn't i like i actually did go to a lot of parties in college and i never even went to a party like that in college and there's like 16 year olds having like parties three times as big as anything i ever went to in college but like one of the things that like i and like well i don't like stuff that's over the top like that and like when i read that thing in the ringer and heard you say the party was lame. I started thinking a little bit about the OC since I watched all of it earlier this year. And like, yeah, these kids aren't like rich kids in Orange County, California, so they wouldn't need parties like they wouldn't need something that big. And while I thought some of the stuff in the OC was over the top, and I didn't like a lot of the middle two seasons of that show, they, they did a really good job filmmaking wise of like shooting party scenes. Yeah, I in think that show. I, I just think that the the party in Edge of Seventeen just doesn't really feel lived in, if that makes sense, relative well, to something like the OC. No, well, I I always like like you were talking about like them like her like interacting with Irwin or any actually other kid like some of those shots and all the different parties they had like every other episode in season one of the OC where like Ryan and Marissa are like kind of like following each other but not following each other exactly like they did they did cool stuff with the cameras and that and like they could have done something here but this also felt like the party that like I could have seen like I could have also seen myself at so I guess that's why it didn't bother me as much in the moment it's just like people standing around talking playing beer pong like maybe not the most exciting thing but like if you're if if it's just like a chill party like that and you still can't and you're but like you're but like you're someone like her that feels like you can't manage to have it like it's hard to have a conversation in a party that's like too crazy necessarily but like if you're at something like that and you still can't find someone to interact with i could like understand why she was feeling like really down on herself that she couldn't even manage like have a conversation in something that's like 
where it's like a party where it's like basically like some people playing beer pong and then just like everyone having civil conversations. You can't manage to have a civil conversation. Like I got why she was that upset, but I, but like I do see a way where it could have maybe even been elevated if they had done it in kind of a way you're talking about, which like I said, like what you just explained to me makes a lot more sense than what I read in the ringer piece. Whereas that person's like, I need every party scene to be like, can't hardly wait, you know? <laughs> well, I just thought they should have committed to it more. Cause it felt like she was only there for like two minutes. Or you know, I felt like she needed to get hurt a little bit more at the party, or, or like, or like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like she, like she. I, I, I think it would, what would have been good if she like tried to have one conversation. Like she just walked around and well, like she did, then turned away. But kind, she sort of tried to say hi to some people, but then she just walked outside after that. Yeah, like she had actually like gone up and then just like had an awkward encounter, like or something. Yeah, like that would have been yeah, fine. She didn't really have one though. I don't really count the thing on the on the porch with the girl. Oh no no no, no 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 definitely not. I mean that was I laughed at that, but like I mean I think they they had had something like in the party where it was just like her like actually like saying a few things and then just falling flat and then just like trying to meekly walk away. Like that would have worked too. Yeah yeah I I I agree with that. Um. Yeah, I mean, trying to think, is there anything else we uh, haven't covered? I feel like we did a good job without actually really giving anything away. Yeah, no, um, I mean, it's it's a really good movie. It's super fun. Uh, it, I don't know. Don't take your kids to it. It's a little bit vulgar, I guess. But I mean, it's it's the right amount of vulgar. Probably could have been even more. But it's, it's it was more it's than I was movie. expecting, actually. I mean, Me too. I, like I said, I, I guess one of those trailers was a red band trailer. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I would, but I, I didn't watch the trailer, and I knew it was rated R. But I guess I just hadn't. Like I said, I had watched like literally five seconds of footage of the movie. So like comes in in the first like twenty seconds, and she's dropping like f bombs in front of her teacher. I was like, damn, okay. I guess this is it. I mean, like, yeah, the, I guess it could have been a little like more if, and it would have been just as fine. But uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, like, there, there's a version of that movie where they like it gets picked up by a studio that wants a larger audience. So they tell them to make it PG-13, and then and it's I definitely think it's less. I think it's less relatable that way too. Oh, for sure. Um, but uh, before you go, like, uh, what do you want Haley to do next? Um, well, unfortunately, we she's doing her. Pitch Perfect three. Well, yeah, and that's all. That's the thing. I'm I'm curious because like there's nothing on her like IMDb right now besides that and like Pitch Perfect three. Well, I'm more optimistic about it than you. Like it's still like part of what makes me not as optimistic as I'd like to be is because it got pushed back like twice because they're well, for various reasons. So I it's think, like I think she needs to not make the mistake of Chloe and Jennifer Lawrence and Shailene and not yeah well, she, well yeah 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 but she, she's uh, already she in pitch perfect which is a franchise so i don't know but, i mean like she's not like uh like but yeah that's not like one that one it's not like i doubt i could see them just hanging it up after pitch perfect three i mean yeah there's they a way they to, could they make it keep going. but like i hope they do i mean there's a, a unfortunate world in which it keeps going uh but i'm saying she's not as tied down to that and that's not the type of movie that takes as long to film as um and, and chloe didn't get into a um she wasn't like we we love we don't get us wrong we would love for them to make the sixth wave but i don't think that's <laughs> happening now so i mean so like i i think she i think she's fine like she actually dropped out of like doing the little mermaid live action reboot and like picked up a couple of different interesting things so i think she she got her shit figured out a little bit and jennifer lawrence signed on to one too many of those and um like she shouldn't have been in the last x-men movie like she should have already been moving yeah. on to other stuff and um yeah shailene exact that's like exhibit a of what not to do so it's like Haley was signed on to a couple different things that she dropped out of in the last couple of years and one of them was like an apocalypse movie i'm not even kidding um and i'd like to see not in something similar to the descendants and like a more real kind of uh movie because i mean barely lethal pitch perfect this one they're not yeah and they're not super i don't know like no, yeah, movies, no, i, I guess yeah. i don't know 
Well, yeah, so it's like I think that uh, like she obviously got the um got the Oscar when she did True Grit, which she was really good in. But like that's like a heightened universe Western Coen Brothers thing, which is cool. But like like something like uh being like the second or even something like being the second or third lead in like a more uh traditional story type Coen Brothers movie, or just like uh like you said something like the of that ilk, like The Descendants, like that that would be cool. Um, yeah, maybe uh, start. She, 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 yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I could see her playing something with someone like Zac Efron or Miles Teller or something like that. You know, just a like a twenty five to thirty year old kind of movie, maybe eventually. Yeah, we know um, she can hold her own opposite a thirty one year old, dude. and they're going to be third. They would be thirty one. Like Zac Zac Efron and Minor, Miles Teller both turn thirty next year, so whatever she can she can handle it. Um, but 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 no, I, I agree. I'd like her to. Um, find something like that have you listened to any of her music do you have like you, yeah you, you know yeah, some of it's you good. know more about you know more about music than me and like i don't obviously and i don't i don't like i think she's actually pretty good like i could wouldn't no, have been she's surprised good. if she's, she's good bad. For sure. like i listened to her is it called an lp like when they released yeah. like three songs at a time like those were all pretty catchy yeah. and the two other singles she's had are catchy so it's like she's not bad at that but like this movie like so i had kind of accepted the fact that all right if she wants to go do this music thing like she's good enough at it that i can't really complain like there are other actresses that have tried to do that that are nowhere near as good at singing as she is but then when like she puts out a performance like this it makes me wish like i really want her to go find some other cool stuff to do yeah Uh, i was looking at um just because i said efron and teller i was looking at that awkward moment and like imogen poots and Mackenzie davis has sort of parlayed the the mature rom-com movie into real other movies too yeah well Mackenzie davis had like a one of the five like meaningless parts of the martian but she's going to be in the blade runner reboot with and she's uh, in this movie called always shine that's coming out i had not seen that um yeah but yeah well no and she's like really good on like i mean it's a show no one watches but like she's really good on hot catch fire and then she also um i i told you like you should even if you don't want to go watch all of them watch the episode of black mirror san junipero uh it's the best one of the new season like because you, you know you know enough about black mirror to know like they're all standalone yeah. things right yeah. so like you can just pick one and like i promise like it would be up your alley um san junipero the new one she's like really good in that so i know we're off topic from edge of 17 but like you're saying like if you get in like like even like you said even something like that awkward moment which is like a much less well-received movie than this one like still led to her getting other cool stuff in movies or you can argue that was hard to catch fire but like well, it's like, a little bit more mature role, but it still has like the sort of comedy feel to it, you know. Yeah. So, um, but I'm I'm not sure I could see Haley like in green room right now. I think she needs to sort of like, I don't know. That would be that, that, yeah. That would be that, that would be thing. very. It'd be like very intense to go from like this to green room. Like, yeah, she was actually kind of shooting stuff up and being tough in True Grit, but that's six years ago at this point. Um, like I think it'd be cool, like if like not it doesn't even have to be another like high school movie like this, but um something where like you're not she's not playing too far above her age. Like I don't want her to make like a Jennifer Lawrence mistake, you know? Absolutely. Like where Jennifer Lawrence starts playing like forty something year olds, and I could see where like you could see someone like because I think she's like a she's taller, you know what I mean? She's not like mm-hmm. like like a small person. So like I, I could see like a director trying to force her into something like that, which I don't think you should do. I think there are interesting roles where it can be within the context of just being a member of a family. You don't have to make her like an adult. Like I think uh, Chloe had a movie coming out that's probably never going to see the light of day now because it bombed at the Toronto Film Festival called Brain on Fire, where she was playing like a twenty five year old newspaper reporter that lost her mind. It's like I don't need. I don't, you don't need to be making 19-year-olds play like 25- and 26-year-olds. You know, just like there's got to be some rules out there. You know? Yeah, I agree. And, and and we'll be watching and hopefully 
Hopefully she'll pick something soon. It's kind of similar to uh, Michael B. Jordan didn't have much lined up for a while there either, and now he's sort of back on the train uh, doing a lot of things. So, Well, he's doing Black Panther. I want him to make the other two things that I think he was going to make at some point. Um, you know, He's making one called – has one at some point with Wrong Answer with, called, with Cooler where it's yeah. like he's a suburban Atlanta school teacher. And I, I'm sure, I they're, I'm sure they're going to make something after Black Panther. Yeah, and, and and then he's got one called Just Mercy with Destin Cretton, the guy behind Short Term 12, like where he's playing like a civil rights lawyer. So it's like he's got cool stuff in the work, so hopefully that comes out to you because that will be badass. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we had a good discussion. So uh, hopefully we convince you guys to go see this movie. Um, it's super fun. I promise you'll like it. It breezes through. I think it's two hours maybe, but – but it's it's a good time. It's worth it. Um, if you guys want to engage with us, please do. You can find me on Twitter at a clambake a k l a m b a k e at Josh Chernovoy j o s h j u r n o v o y. Our podcast Twitter is fifty two in fifty two pod at uh, that's just the at, and then our email is fifty two in fifty two pod at gmail.com. Shoot us an email, send us a tweet, retweet some of our pods, uh, add us, whatever. We'll get back to you guys for sure. Thank you. Thank you.